Hey friend, I'm Aristasia. Welcome to Passion and Potential Podcast. I'm a creative business owner that followed my heart, learned some things the hard way, and created a passionate career for myself. At 22 years old, I quit my marketing job to start my business in a new city with no friends, no experience, and a whole lot of emotional baggage. I'm using the lessons I've learned in life and business to inspire you to embrace your passions, discover your full potential, and chase your dreams in life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, friend. Welcome to the podcast. All right, so two episodes ago, episode 50, I shared my very first This Is Me, This Is My Life episode. (laughs) If you haven't listened to it yet, I would definitely go back and listen to it and check it out before listening to this episode because in this episode, I'll be sharing part two of my life story. (laughs) So listening to part one would definitely give you some context to some of the things I'll be sharing today. So in part one, I dove into my childhood and very, very, very (laughs) vulnerably shared a lot of those monumental moments um, that play a huge role in my overall journey of understanding myself and my mental health and my anxiety and my abandonment issues. And yes, you get the idea. So yes, all of that kind of just gives this context of some of the struggles I was faced with as a child and why they played such a huge role in my adult years and why it took me so long to really be on this page of self-understanding and confidence and love and overall growth. So I ended the episode with my experience of being in high school and how I originally wanted to drop out at age 14, but then I kind of found hope, started finding passions, And the idea of a future for myself wasn't sounding so bad. In part one, you learned that I discovered art by absolute accident because the guidance counselor told me I needed an art credit to graduate. So I kind of left off with that, but I would like to back it up a notch because there are two very, very monumental moments in my senior year of high school that essentially play a massive role into literally who I am today but also my business that I own today. So first was discovering this passion for art by accident. I got obsessed with it. I was in love with it. I spent all my free time in that art room painting and just trying to soak it all in. But number two was my senior project, which is essentially just a senior internship. Uh, School required us to participate in this internship in a career of our choice once again, in order to graduate. Yes, so I always wanted to be a photographer. I've said it since I was a kid. My mom literally bought me a little point-and-shoot pink camera when I was in junior high. I always wanted to be a photographer. However, due to just a lot of different factors, I don't know if I knew that that was realistic for me or if I could be a successful photographer, let alone a, quote, successful adult. (laughs) So my senior year of high school... We had to do our internship, and I get connected with a photographer who owns her own franchise business. And I'm like, okay, this is perfect. I'm going to intern with her, and maybe I can learn from her, and I could just see 
if this is possible, if, if this could ever be something for me, for my life. And the reason why this is so important is because I learned so much in that little time period that I think not only did I learn, um, you know, tangible life skills, adult skills, but I also learned once again this side of hope that I could make this happen for myself. Hey friend, quick reminder, I'm offering a free business building mentoring session with me. In this session, we analyze your goals and dreams and create an actionable plan to make them a reality. I'll give you a very specific to-do list to follow and I'll put into perspective the baby steps that are required to move forward in building your business. We'll talk mindset and confidence and I promise you'll leave our session feeling inspired and with some fire to finally cross those goals off. Head over to passionandpotentialpodcast.com slash businessbuilding to sign up or just click the link in the show notes. It's going to require a lot, but it's possible. I mean, I could do it. So I do the senior internship and I ask my boss, we'll say, what is your biggest advice for me? You know, I'm like, Kathy, I really want to be a photographer. I really want to own my own business one day. But like, how? Like, what's your one biggest piece of advice? And Kathy looks at me and she says, listen, Anastasia, you've got to learn business. And you've got to understand how to own a business. And she just goes, you could be the most artsy, creative person in the world. And you could take the most beautiful pictures. But if you do not know how to own a business or run it successfully, you'll never make photography a long-lasting career or a possibility for yourself. And so, of course, at the time, I'm like, oh, Lori, <laughs> um, I don't know a thing about business. I don't know a thing about anything. I mean, I didn't, you know, it's not like that was instilled in me growing up. I didn't, um, you know, have a family where everyone was business owners. And um, like I mentioned, you know, we didn't have money, so I didn't understand even the value of money and how to make it properly or the worth attached to it all in all I was just like okay I I take that advice so I'm, I'm gonna listen to it <laughs> so she tells me take business classes in college and just really try and understand that you must be able to understand that side of things even if you are a wonderful photographer and you want to make enough money to be a photographer on your own so here I am. I've completed the internship. I'm about to graduate high school. Holy baloney, we made it, my friends. <laughs> and my art teacher, this is the fun part of the story because this is where it comes full circle. So my art teacher says, Aristasia, you should apply for a scholarship, um, an art one. And I, I don't know what the heck that even means. Like I mentioned in part one, college was barely a possibility for me seeing as I didn't, like school was not a high priority. So I didn't know how to apply for scholarships. I didn't know what they meant. I didn't understand the importance of them. 
But so she's like, Aristasia, you should apply for this art scholarship and submit your paintings. I think you could win. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> so she she said, I want you have to have 10 pieces fully. And then the day of graduation, you know, there will be in the one section of the hallway, there will essentially be an art showing. And prior to that, we have the art foundation, which will go in. They'll judge everything. I think I might have had to submit a paper too. I can't really remember, but you could potentially win this scholarship and you already have the paintings. You might as well, might as well go for it. So I do, and I submit my paintings, and I didn't really think I anything would come of it, but why not, like my art teacher said. So the other cool thing about this, though, is that at graduation, when you had all those art pieces on display, people could actually purchase them from you. And my art teacher said, you should put a price on the paintings as well, and maybe you could make some money from them. Once again, I don't know how to do this, but okay. <laughs> so... Fast forward to graduation day and essentially I sell some paintings, which was just like insane to me. I just couldn't believe it because once again, I had just discovered art a couple months before that. So I think it really, I'm really, really, really grateful that I had an art teacher that did push me to apply myself and put myself out there regardless of what I thought of me. And if you listen to this podcast or other episodes, you guys know I will lecture that into your brains over and over and over. But so I get some paintings sold and it was absolutely this moment that kind of became very memorable for me because once again, I'm now at this place of I have found a passion and I could potentially create a life and career and money for myself from that passion. So at graduation, they finally get to the section of awarding scholarships. And of course, I'm not getting like any because my GPA was suffering through the many years. And I probably also didn't apply for many. And they do end up granting me the art scholarship. And holy moly, when I say that this is a monumental part of my life, I am not exaggerating. This is going to play such a big role in my future. So just keep that in mind as I go on to share more of this journey. But all right, so after high school, now I am in officially at this age of becoming an adult. I'm not just the child. I am not just the adolescent. I am now the adult and making decisions for myself that are going to impact my adult years and essentially uh, my life, obviously. <laughs> so right out of high school, I end up getting a job with Kathy, the senior internship photographer. And this is where, you know, I'm in the beginning layers of building this foundation for myself. And I'm in this situation where I am seeing a reality and a possibility of a dream becoming that reality. Okay, so I continue working for Kathy. I'm working within reason. It's not a ton-ton, but it is work. I'm also learning things inside of the photography industry and just kind of seeing that photography could be a possibility. I also decided to go to community college per Kathy's advice of understand business, get a marketing degree, get a business degree, 
So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll give college a try. Um, I don't know how successful it'll be, but I'm going to give it a go. Well, I also enrolled in photography classes because, obviously, I wanted to pursue photography. <laughs> so I signed up for my first basic digital photography class, and I learned that you need a digital DSLR camera, which if you know anything about photography, cameras are not cheap, they are expensive, and this is where it all starts to come together. So, remember that art scholarship that I won at graduation? Well, <laughs> I received the art scholarship. It was a thousand dollars. And right off the bat, I say, I'm going to use this scholarship to purchase my first DSLR camera. And this is the part of the story where I feel like everything kind of looking hindsight makes sense. <laughs> I can be a little bit foo-foo and, and have that like optimistic mindset of everything happens for a reason. <laughs> but it really is interesting how in this, this journey, I wanted to drop out, didn't drop out, said I can't graduate unless I take an art credit. Okay, I'll do art credit. Art credit gets me a $1,000 scholarship and $1,000 scholarship buys me my first digital camera, which I ended up using for years to help start my business. Holy baloney! <laughs> now, if you were to tell me this when I was that age, I'd tell you you're crazy. Because, like I said, and like we've learned, I was a hot mess of a little woman. <laughs> my confidence was shattered. My mental health was not thriving. I did not believe in myself. I wanted to, but I did not. And if you were to look at that 18-year-old, 19-year-old, whatever it is, and tell her, hey, girl, it's going to make sense one day. Stick with it. You're on the right track. I would have said, I really freaking hope so. <laughs> but keep in mind, at this time, I am still very much so trying to balance the pressures of everyday life, childhood trauma, caring for family, trying to do my own thing and become my own person, also trying to work while also trying to go to school. <laughs> so there's just a lot going on and I promise you I definitely did not think that things would eventually one day make sense. Now I know they do and now I know that they did and I'm able to look at this with a very um, heartfelt smile. We'll, we'll say that, heartfelt smile. <laughs> so I am working for the first time in my life. It's my first job. It's also a passionate job. I am really excited about it and excited about the potential of pursuing a career that has this passion for photography. And I very distinctly remember there being, I guess, um, a divide <laughs> it kind of became a conflict because we were a family that did not have much money so therefore my mother being a single mother and not working and having many children in the house we did really rely on government assistance and I remember my mom saying 
listen, you you got to chill out on working. Like, I can't have you making money because if you make money and you live in this home, we are going to lose all help from the government. And I just remember feeling so crushed <laughs> and almost... I would venture to say that that hopeless feeling kind of wanted to really sink in because here I am thinking of a future and I'm thinking of a dream and I'm thinking of somehow making it happen. And then now I'm in this conflict of does me pursuing that and me working to bring in money mean that it is going to impact the whole family and impact the house and I, I feel like I res- I put a lot of pressure on myself at that moment and I received a lot of pressure because it was not long-term thinking. It was not work now and, and potentially that'll grow into something bigger and then maybe we can help the family and we don't have to rely on the government. It was do not work to a certain amount because if you do so, it could potentially impact the family in a negative way. And I just remember feeling so crushed because I so, so deeply, like deep down, really wanted to make something of myself and I wanted to work. I really wanted to freaking work. And I wanted to work as many hours as I could. And then I wanted to use that money from work and save it so that I could put it towards a future and and I could buy equipment and I could get myself out of this rut of I don't have aspirations or goals. I won't be anything to, yes, I can be something. And I remember just feeling extremely defeated and wondering how the heck I was going to make this work. How do you make this work? How do I not upset the family? How do I also chase my dreams and put myself first? How do I move forward in life? when essentially it feels like everything I'm doing could potentially be wrong. So I just wanted to share that part of the story because I think it really, really plays a huge role in my financial trauma. And if you've listened to other episodes of mine, I explain how when running a business, it took me years to be comfortable with accepting money and to be comfortable with the idea that I deserved money or that I wasn't a bad person for making it. It was a huge struggle of mine. I literally used to go into panic attacks when I would have to complete a transaction or a sale with one of my clients. And I think that this plays a huge, huge role in that in addition to just the financial struggles growing up and watching money always have this negative outcome. It caused a fight. It caused eviction. It caused... um, being cold or no electricity and then to top it off when I did reach an adult age of I should get a job and make money to build this life this dream for myself I was then faced with conflict and I would feel very guilty every time that I would work and receive money and I would feel extremely guilty about depositing a check because I felt like I was doing something wrong so that just gives a little bit of context in terms of that you're gonna understand how all of this comes full circle 
and it all comes together at some point. <laughs> but right now, let me just go ahead and very messily explain this weird transition of adolescent to adult. <laughs> hey friend, quick reminder, I'm offering a free business building mentoring session with me. In this session, we analyze your goals and dreams and create an actionable plan to make them a reality. I'll give you a very specific to-do list to follow, and I'll put into perspective the baby steps that are required to move forward in building your business. We'll talk mindset and confidence, and I promise you'll leave our session feeling inspired and with some fire to finally cross those goals off. Head over to passionandpotentialpodcast.com slash business building to sign up, or just click the link in the show notes. So as time goes on, I eventually land a job in marketing photography. So essentially, I was photographing products for a company that sold online. The job first started off as just product photography. That's just all I was doing. I was cool with that. Honestly, like I said, I just was super excited to be utilizing photography in a career manner. But... I eventually transitioned in that job into the marketing department. So this is the job that really becomes the full-time marketing job, which I've talked about in other episodes. At the beginning, I loved it. I loved the idea of, you know, being able to make money for myself. I love the idea of going into work and kind of having this purpose. Over the years, though, realized I was very unhappy. It was not the best environment. There was a lot of toxic boundaries that were being crossed. <laughs> um, but at the beginning, you know, as someone who just really, really, really wanted to keep making steps forward and inch closer and closer to making a dream for herself, I was very happy about having a job that allowed me to do photography but also learn the sides of business that I needed in order to open my own business. So in this job I start to learn the benefits of Google and search engine optimization and why keywords are so necessary for getting found on Google which is obviously such a huge huge component when it comes to marketing yourself in marketing your own business. Extremely grateful for that. Literally no regrets. I would never say I regret all the things I learned from this job and the experience it gave me in terms of education. I just, however, probably stayed at this job longer than I should have <laughs> due to the fact of being anxious about starting my own business, being anxious about my abilities, and also probably people-pleasing being really anxious about letting someone down and having that, that word quit attached to my name. I didn't like that. I didn't want to be a quitter, you know? I'm sure you can probably relate. <laughs> so at this point in time, I'm almost 21 years old. I'm working in this job, going to school, working part-time things. I'm really just kind of reaching this point of, I think it's time to spread my wings a little bit, and veer off into my own path. So I decide that I'm ready to get my own apartment. I understand that, you know, 
I do have younger siblings, but I, it's not like I'm leaving them. I, but I do need to do this for me. I do need to be able to move out and continue down my own journey in my own path for my own life. So I find an apartment and this did not go over well. <laughs> all in all, I told the family and I told my mom and it, it was received very badly. <laughs> Um, you know, my mom is human and she has her own set of abandonment issues. And I don't think that she took this as my daughter is spreading her wings to go build a life in her own way. She took it as I was abandoning her and I was abandoning the kids and I was abandoning the family. So when I told her that I'm ready to move out and I found an apartment and I will be doing that, it basically kind of resulted in this massive conflict. And she was livid with me. I mean livid. And I would constantly hear phrases like, how could you do this to the family? How could you do this to the kids? How could you abandon the kids? And it really put this pressure on me that, you know, if I were to do something for myself, I was a bad person and I was a selfish person, and I was a hurtful person. And obviously that was never my intentions at all. I never had an, any intention of abandoning anyone. It's not like I was moving and blocking everybody and then didn't want to speak to them ever again. I just was 21 years old and ready to make this step in my life. So all in all, it kind of drove this massive wedge and... To summarize a very long, exhausting story, <laughs> my mom finally reached a point where she said that I was no longer allowed to be in the kids' lives. And she didn't want me around them. She didn't want me hanging out with them. She said I was a hurt, hurting them. I was abandoning them, right? Well, the one day my youngest little brother calls me up and he's like, Stasia, I just miss you so, so much. Can you like... Can we please just get ice cream right down the road or something? And so I went and got ice cream with him. Because there was still this massive wedge and this massive conflict and there was a lot of bitterness towards me, my, my mom kind of flipped a lid. And I started getting calls over and over that I was not to be hanging out with him. I was not to see him, bring him home right now. Well, then that turned into if you don't bring him home right now, then we are calling the police and you will be arrested for kidnapping. And, uh, yes. So I look at my youngest brother and I just say, you know what, buddy, I'm sorry. I have to take you home. I, this, we can't have this happening. And this really doesn't need to be this traumatic situation. Well, the hard part about this story is that when I did bring him home, it resulted in a big blowout argument, which then turned into accidental injuries. Um, I will not say it was on purpose because that I don't believe that it was, but through the 
heightened emotions. I don't know. That's what we'll go with. Through all of that, I ended up getting injured and I had broken bones, which then left me in the hospital with lots of hospital bills. And all in all, this was just the moment where I felt like I cannot win. I felt so defeated because I was trying to do the right thing by being a good sister. I was also trying to do the right thing by kind of spreading my wings and finding my own place in this world as an adult. I wasn't a teenager, I was an adult. And I felt like by doing all of these things, all it did was result in bad and hurt and more trauma. And I felt this was another moment of feeling like I kind of was in quicksand. And I hit a pretty bad low of, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do life. I don't know how to do things right. I don't know how to not hurt people. I don't know how to make decisions for myself. And throughout this time, this challenging time of the conflict with the family, this is going to be the part of the journey where I reach a breaking point and I kind of just go all out. I realize I hate my full-time job. It's toxic. I'm mentally so drained every time I walk into the door. I'm not excited to wake up in the morning and go there. I am just over it. I'm so miserable and I'm, I want more for my life. I want more out of me. I also reach a point where I'm like very just feeling hopeless about my family situation. I feel like no matter what I did, it wasn't right. I couldn't stay, I couldn't go, whatever it was, it was wrong. And then to top it off, there was this big, you know, altercation. I just hit my breaking point. And so this is the part of the story where, bet you can guess, I decide to say, screw it. I'm taking a chance on myself and I go full time and I quit my job. I move 800 miles away from home and I open up my business. So did I do this part of the, the story um, conventionally? God, no. But why would I? Did you hear part one in this whole episode? <laughs> I don't do anything conventional. I don't do anything normal because I've never really experienced conventional or normal. But nonetheless, this rock bottom, this hitting my breaking point, this this awakening of I am so deeply, deeply unhappy and I'm so deeply upset about not making my life become what I really want it to be is what really fueled that fire in me to open the business and to continue being a business owner and to put my all into it. And then here I am years and years later and I figured it out now, but by all means, it was a journey of learning because before that, I didn't know anything. I knew some marketing skills from that marketing job. 
very minimal though. I didn't learn anything from college in terms of owning a business because I just really don't learn that way. I don't learn from a textbook. I wasn't great in college. I like experience. I learned photography through those classes, but also just doing it all the time. I literally used my camera every single day for a year. There was not one day I did not take a photo. So I, I had a little bit of those foundation layers, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing in terms of being an adult, in terms of running a business, in terms of relationships, in terms of family. So this is a part of the story where I go for it in the most messy way possible, but I do it. <laughs> so I will save that for part three. I am sorry to keep doing this, but it's a long story. There's a lot to me. There's a lot to the story. <laughs> um, so yeah, stick around for part three and I will go on to explain how I opened the business. I'll go on to explain the very messy, messy years of my 20s and how I was still experiencing all this trauma within me and how I fell into relationships that didn't end up working out because of many, many reasons. And yeah, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to all of it. So stay tuned for part three. And if you liked this episode or it helped you in any way, or you know of someone that it could help and inspire and maybe push them to understand themselves and their trauma and chase their dreams, please, by all means, share it with them. That would mean the world to me. You can find me on Instagram at Aristasia, A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. And I have a Facebook group for the podcast, Passion and Potential. Please join it. You can find the link in the show notes. That being said, till next time, my friends.